everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine and a half years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm publisher of GoToby.com and a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. This show is sponsored every week by the Flagler County Home Builders Association, by Klein Construction, by American Village, a 55 gated, 55 plus gated community. If it were just 55, I wouldn't live there. <laughs> why would you, I, I, I why would age, you handcuff yourself I, I, to that I, I, as a developer? I, I've aged out. <laughs> uh, and Hammock Community Church, which is a non-paying sponsor, but I like to put in a plug for my favorite church. Co-host Walker Douglas is here after being, well, you were here last week too. I was here last week. Yeah. You didn't remember it though. keep up with your comings and, and goings. So what's going on in Town Center? Town center today. Oh, actually, um, this week, the promenade, Mm -hmm. which is a very cool mixed use. So first floor, you know, might be retail, might be restaurant, might be office. And then above that, some residential component. So a multi-story building. It is the, it's funny when people say, well, town center was originally supposed to be X. Well, we haven't really deviated from that plan. It's just taken a long time for X to arrive mm-hmm. um, and for the demand to build up for X to make sense financially. And X is the promenade and it received planning board approval and is going on to city council probably next month for approval, mm-hmm. if not and, this month. And it's, it's, it's the way town center was envisioned 25 years or 20 years ago. It's yeah. commercial mixed use, commercial first floor, residential upper floors. Exactly right. And the, the the visionaries of Town Center back in the day, the Palm Coast Holdings crew, they saw that there would be a demand for this someday. Um, the recession put that on hold, well, the recession, along with a number of other factors. And the recession put uh, Palm Coast and Flagler County well, on hold for 15 years. And Town Center is really a, sort of a comeback story. We've had to get very creative to get some of these uses to work. And um, the city's done an amazing job of getting it to the point where there actually is enough demand for there to be retail right there in the middle of town center. This parcel's um, just south of the lake that the city yeah, hall sits on. It's at the southwest corner of Bulldog and Central. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a website if you're interested in leasing space. That would be the place to go to. And the two universities have, have planned to expand their footprint here, and it's very likely that they might be using some of the first floor space for classrooms and perhaps some of the residential floors for student housing. Potentially, yeah. That'd be great to have some student housing in here. And that's something that there actually is a very large demand for, mm-hmm. given Jacksonville University and University of North Florida both there in the office building. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward to University of Florida coming soon. Yeah. Cramming them all in here. Yeah. Well, you got yeah. a college? Well. We got land. We, yeah. <laughs> we got vacant land. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, mid just past mid-February. We're recording this on Thursday, which is February 22nd, which is my second son's birthday. Ah. And two, two, two. Yeah. That's two, a lot. Two, two, two. Yeah, February 22nd. Oh, yeah. Two, two, two. Yeah. And two years ago, it would have been two 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 two. Uh, that might be too many twos. 
for my taste, I, at I, least. I, I don't want to speak for I want to speak for Mark, but. But my my son has never forgiven me because being born on George Washington's birthday, he's upset that we named him Martha. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't gotten over it. Nice. So what's going on in February up up until and including part of February twenty second? Uh, Ninety four single family homes sold through MLS. Median price now. Hold on to your hat because this is. Shockingly low, three hundred thirty-six thousand. Whoa! But not that it's shocking. Like ten percent lower than than just last yeah. month. But again, we're only mid-month, and uh, generally that number tends to rise towards the end of the month. Okay. What's your theory? My theory: random chaos. Yeah, yeah, just random chaos. It's just you know we're such a small small market. Was, yeah. If, for instance, ask how many people listen to this radio show. Nobody knows. Several. Nobody. Well, the two of us, anyway. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, you're hearing it live yeah. now. <laughs> but we're we're just a small market. Arbitron doesn't cover this market, so there's no there's no collection. So we'll, we'll this show will be appreciated like long after our deaths, which is I think the highest sort well, of praise in, you can get my, as an artist. In, yeah, in my case, that might be fairly simple. Yeah, in which case, I'll reap the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, homes listed. We're up to over 1,000 single-family residential listings in Flagler County now, 1,037. Pending homes, 392, and that's up from just 359 last week. So, and up from just in the 200s a couple weeks ago. You're throwing some wild numbers out today. Well, the, you know, that's it's chaos. It's worse, low level chaos, yeah. though. But the number of homes uh, pending going up very, very quickly. So if a home goes pending now, that means we're going to have a sale recorded in about two months. Lord willing. So the, the 92 homes sold at 336,000, that doesn't reflect today's market. It reflects December's market. Yes. Like I just found out in my truck that I can, you know, you have a backup camera, my backup camera, I can drive with it on. So I could actually, it's, I could actually steer my vehicle using, like I could be driving forward on I-95 using my rear view camera, which is effectively what economics is. Oh, that's, that's, that's profound. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe I've ever known you to be so. Well, it's deeply profound. But it explains how it, how, it how yeah. economists and Federal Reserve chairmen get us into head-on collisions at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> That's true. I mean if you if you're if you're buying a house today looking looking at the closing numbers for today, you're you're really looking at a market that existed 2 months ago and in in normal times that's not a big deal because things don't change that much in 2 months, but here now in today's world, interest rates changing so quickly yeah. and so and so dramatically, it, it really does affect your perception of the market. So you're exactly right. It's like driving through your rearview camera. I remember my car now does have a rearview camera, but for years I had. Yeah, I've seen it. It's a GoPro that you've duct taped to the bumper. <laughs> I used to have rear rear. Camera, rear view camera, envy. 
I, in fact, it was so bad, I I used to back into parking places just so people would think I had one. <laughs> you used to not hit cars just to make people think that you didn't have <laughs> And, and this month, only uh, only $1 million-plus home sold. But continuing the trend for several months, eight out of the top ten sales were cash. Wow. And um, five out of the lowest sales were cash. So that makes sense. The, the people with a lot of money don't need to borrow it. And at the low end of the market, you primarily have investors People that are buying flips or buying property to rent, and they're they're paying cash too. So the middle market is where the loans are. the The middle class, the middle class, is the one getting smoked by seven eight percent rates. And so far, through those ninety four homes, only two sold for less than two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Wow, we're up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. Uh, This is a repeat from last, I mentioned this last week too, but I want to mention it again because there's so many people that think that we're just duplicating what happened 15 years ago or 20 years ago with the rise in the market. I see that too, and I don't blame people because if you didn't pay attention to what the the fundamentals were and the moral hazard created by FDIC and all sorts of other factors, you just saw that prices were rising quickly and then – they stopped and went in reverse. Yeah. Well, and if prices, prices are rising, rising, if they're rising quickly again, it, we must be headed for a crash. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But only one new foreclosure last month in Fulcro County and one completed foreclosure. Good. That's amazing. That's because a healthy there were, economy. There were, there were months when it was in, in well over 100. Wow. Okay, in the news, what is the effect of an increase in the mortgage interest rate. I mean, we've talked about what are the drivers in the market now? One interest rate clearly is is a driver. Uh, supply chain issues are clearly a driver. Uh, reg- government regulation is clearly a driver because it's it's essentially in the last twenty years doubled the amount of time to take a yeah piece of raw land to go big, in vertical. Big ruling from the um, federal Department of Environmental Protection the other night. Why don't you explain for our listeners? Federally, so in the state of Florida, you're going to have, if you have wetlands, they're either one or both uh, state ger- state wetlands or federal wetlands. They could also be both. If you have a federal wetland on your property that you're trying to permit, the DEP, this, this judge's ruling effectively says that you're not going to get it reviewed anytime soon. We're putting all reviews on pause. All these federal wetland reviews are on pause. So that's indefinite, and that's going to create all sorts of gridlock in the development world, skyrocket housing prices in places. You know, uh, people don't realize even, even when even when the federal government doesn't say that our reviews are on pause, it still might take four years to permit a piece of property mm-hmm. if it involves that type of wetland. Well, that's, I think that's one of the main reasons that developers have become specialized. They'll take a segment out of the development cycle and they'll focus on that. They'll buy raw land and get it entitled and then sell it. Or someone might buy entitled land, put in the horizontal construction and then sell it. Yeah. Because people can't afford. 
the development cycle is so long that you're almost guaranteed that a complete economic cycle will be within that timeline. So you, you just got to time it. So everybody's trying to avoid being at the wrong That's right. place on that cycle at the wrong time. Invariably, somebody gets stuck holding the bag, and then the and then the market is efficient. So somebody else moves in and purchases it and pulls it out of from going down the tubes. Well, you, you can see that in the the commercial market right now that you can buy distressed commercial property not not in Flagler County, by the way, because we're still uh, under our required under our requirements for commercial space. But nationally, there are a lot of shopping centers and big office complexes that have very high vacancy rates, and you can buy commercial property for ten cents, twenty cents, thirty cents on the dollar. But the important message is, we can you can buy it for a lot less than you can build it. Exactly right. Yeah, and that's an, another effective. Well, there's a lot of reasons it's expensive, but prim- primarily. You might think, why would you buy an asset that is completely distressed and for a long time has not had any paying tenants? Well, because it's cheaper than building one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, it's as simple and, as that. And eventually it will, the demand will catch up to the supply. We have to take a break, folks. Don't go away. We will be right back. Free for all Friday. You're looking at the cost of housing. You you can just knock $21,000 right there in the city of Palm Coast. That's going to impact fees. Local voices. We're not just polishing what we have. We also have to begin preparing for what the future generations will want. I'm David Ayers. Join me and my co-host, Brian McMillan. Free for all Friday, following the news at 9 and Pierre's Reality Check. Right here on WNZF with streaming and podcast on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back. Glad you stayed with us. This is Toby Tobin. I'm here with Walker Douglas, and this is the second half of Real Estate Matters. Before the break, we were talking about something, but I can't remember what, so let's pick up on a new topic. No, actually, we were talking about the things that affect the market, the the supply chain. That's nice in general. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Labor shortages for skilled workers, that's another thing. But one of them is clearly interest rates. And especially recently, uh, the 30-year fixed rate just rose in one week. It went from 6.87 to 7.06. And that doesn't sound like that much of a – I mean, for one week, that's that's historically a fairly big jump. But it's still 8.7 up to 7.06. Seems so small compared to just a couple of years ago when it was 3. Our interest rate hike tolerance is pretty high these days. Mm-hmm. But let's assume uh, that small little jumps. What, what? How does that affect the market? Well, if you let's assume a three hundred seventy-five thousand dollar target purchase, because that's about the median here over the last year. So, uh, and let's assume a standard mortgage with twenty percent down. So you'd be borrowing three hundred thousand dollars on your mortgage. Now at the uh, it goes from nineteen from uh, 
at 6.87%. It goes from $1,970 a month mortgage payment. You go up to 7.06%. That little tiny rise goes up to 2,008 a month. So that's... uh, You went from under 2,000 to over 2,000. Yeah, $138 a month. Every month for 30 years. And... But let's say that you wanted to keep the same payment. You couldn't afford to pay more than seventeen twenty. You go back in, and and the house that you last week could have afforded at three seventy five. Now you can only get three hundred sixty eight thousand dollar home for yeah. that same that same payment. So you've lost seven thousand dollars in purchasing power. All because Geppetto pulled the string. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, elevated mortgage rates, and uh, uh, I'm quoting from a study here, dearth of available homes has kept the U.S. housing market mired in a slump for the past two years. Sales of previously occupied homes sank to nearly a 30-year low last year, tumbling 18.7% from 2022. And that's existing home inventory. And that's why you're seeing the new home Sales increase. You know, we're up over forty percent locally. Yeah, forty percent of the the MLS sales are new home sales, new construction, and it's it's probably more than that because all of the builders don't run their their sales. Sure, the the, the larger builders like you know, Dr. Horton and such, Seagate, they do, but. The custom builders generally don't. We're also at a point, too, where a lot of these projects that have been approved, big DR at Palm Coast Park and Town Center that have been approved for almost 20 years are finally, they finally are under construction. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot more new inventory hitting the ground at the same time. You know, the the peak price that we hit uh, actually in January 2006 from the previous bubble we didn't get back to that until 15 years later. It took 15 years to get back to that number, but now we're already 46% above that number. So we've been really strong. Real estate's a pretty boring graph. <laughs> it goes flat and then it launches up and yeah. then it shoots the opposite direction. And-, well, and, and, and so are people that talk about it. <laughs> Okay, a new report from Redfin shows that uh, 40% of baby boomers have lived in the home they currently own for at least 20 years, and another 16% for 10 to 19 years. More than one-third of Gen Xers have lived in the home they currently own for at least 10 years. I didn't think they were that old. In contrast, less than 7% of millennials have lived in the home they currently occupy. Well, duh. <laughs> millennials <laughs> haven't been old enough to buy a house for yeah, more than these, seven these years. These statistics are funny to me because it's, well, the older you are, the more likely you are to have lived in the same place for a long time. It's not really groundbreaking. Yeah, and, and, and the older you are, the longer you've lived. <laughs> Think about it. It's airtight. So Redfin's got these these. Conclusions they come to. The American population is aging. Roughly 17% of people in the U.S. Wait a second. The American population is aging? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first you've heard. It's not getting younger. (laughs) I know. That was a mischaracterization. 
Go uh, on, sorry. But 17% of the people in the U.S. are 65 or older, and we're, we're almost double that here in Palm Coast. And uh, as, as of 2020, that's up from 13% in 2010. Older Americans are the most likely to own homes. That's another duh. It is a duh. But I don't know. Are there other scenarios where like a specific generation just didn't accumulate as much wealth and they would be less likely to own homes? That would be just one generation, but generally older people have more money than younger people. Yeah, I'm trying to help out Redfin, but it's not looking good for them. (laughs) Millennials move more because they are younger and switch jobs more than older generations. Either that or they can't hold jobs. Can't hold jobs. (laughs) Their attention span isn't that long. (laughs) Okay, Redfin said the 11.9-year average that American homeowners spend in their home is up from 6.5 years just two decades ago. So it's almost double the spending time in the home. So that's a meaningful number. That is. Homeowner tenure peaked at 13.4 years in 2020. And then, of course, uh, the big everybody mobilization. Moved, the, the mobilization of the pandemic. Uh, just when the pandemic set off a, a moving frenzy and it's declined since, Redfin said. Other reasons homeowner tenure has increased since the early 2000s. This is Redfin again in their brilliance. Nearly all baby boomers with mortgages have a much lower rate than if they were sold or bought new with today's 7 percentage rates. Who's writing this stuff, man? Some... State tax systems have policies that make it financially beneficial for people to stay in their homes as they get older. Well, who knows that better than Florida? Who's prouder of it than a Floridian? I feel bad for people that have to listen to Floridians talk about how great Florida is sometimes. It doesn't bother me. (laughs) Many older people prefer living in their family home rather than moving to a different house or entering an assisted living facility. Okay, I think the per, I think this Redfin writer, um, you said millennials are more likely to change mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. I think this this Redfin writer is a millennial. He's probably going to change jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not voluntarily. Or she. Either. Yeah. Okay, Redfin said homeowner tenure should stay flat or increase slightly in the near future, but then they give no... <laughs> reason why that should happen. That's the one stat that I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, real estate appreciation rates in Florida have shown significant growth over various time periods. This is another interesting piece. In the last quarter from 22 to 23, uh, appreciation rate of 0.02%. That's, that's pretty flat. Yeah. But the last 12 months... The appreciation rate was 13.07. That's from uh, quarter one, 2022 to quarter one, 2023. Holy smokes. So, I mean, that, that's a year-old number, but that's, that's, that's including some of that pandemic jump. Yeah. Then the last, uh, last two years, I'm sorry, last five years, from 2018 to 2023, 
77.01%. That's amazing. This is, these are Florida, overall Florida numbers. The last 10 years, 174.83%. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. But it, it, it stands to reason because 10 years ago, we were at the depth of the, re, the Great Recession. So, But then if you go back to 2000, so from 2000, first quarter, the first quarter of 2023, it's up 281%. Yeah. Also, though, is this, is this measuring like nominal increase or actually, you know, does it account for inflation? Because no, it's, I don't, not, it's not inflation adjusted. Yeah. It's so, not inflation So the numbers are shocking, but they're actually not that indicative of what kind of value you, got, you could actually take out of your house if you bought it. So there, there was a, a, a whole cycle and a half in there. So it de- depends on which years you grab. As I said, you know, if you grab, well, here it's 100, 174%, 175% from 2000 to 2024. But from 2006 to 2024, it's only 40%, 48%. Because that was, 2006 was the peak of the right. the market here. So. You can be very selective. That's what I like about numbers. You can lie like hell with you numbers <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Look, we're uh, we're only halfway through the page of notes we got, but it's uh, half an hour is up. We got to give it up, folks. I hope you'll be back next week. We'll be here. Thanks for joining us. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. 